Good evening, and welcome to Tuesday Night Live, the midweek service for Bright Temple Church of God in Christ. I pray that each of you are finding you blessed, encouraged, and favored of God tonight, and we hope that we will say a few words that will keep you strengthened for this journey. May I pray with you, Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this day, for this night, for your people, for everyone who is being touched by this stream. Lord, we ask right now in the name of Jesus that your power be upon them. You strengthen and encourage them wherever they might be. Allow this word be meat unto their bones. Allow it to nourish and encourage them. Lord, allow this word to illuminate their path and show them the way that you would have them to go. Allow this word to have the power to push them towards your promises and along the the path of their purpose. Most of all, from this moment, let none of us leave unchanged. In Jesus' name, amen, and God bless you. We're going to the word of the Lord tonight, and we're going to Genesis, the 29th chapter, and we'll be looking at a few verses there. Again, that's Genesis chapter 29, and we'll be looking at verses 30 through 32, and then we'll also pick up in Genesis chapter 30 and verse 1. The word of the Lord in Genesis chapter 29 and verse 30 reads, So Jacob went in to Rachel also, and he loved Rachel more than Leah, and served Laban for another seven years. When the Lord saw that Leah was hated, he opened her womb, but Rachel was barren. And Leah conceived and bore a son, and she called his name Reuben. For she said, Because the Lord has looked upon my affliction, for now my husband will love me. Genesis 30 in verse 1 reads, When Rachel saw that she wasn't having any children for Jacob, she became jealous of her sister. She pleaded with Jacob, Give me children or I'll die. Give me children or I'll die. We see here in this text, in these particular, between these two particular women, the, the wives of Jacob, that they have two different issues, but yet they have a similar feeling or a similar emotion, really something, a, 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 a sinful heart, really. Both of them are very jealous and envious of each other for different reasons. It's almost uh, it's it's almost it's interesting how they are jealous and envious and for what purpose they're jealous. Rachel is jealous because she cannot have children. Leah has been blessed of God to have children because her husband does not love her. So she's envious of Rachel because Jacob does not love her as much as she loves. He loves Rachel. And Rachel is envious of Leah, her sister, because she's able to have children and she's blessed with children. But the reason she's blessed with children is because God smiled on her because he saw that Jacob did not love Leah as much as he loved Rachel. Interesting thing about jealous and envy, that sometimes we're jealous and envious of people that we do not know what they're dealing with, what they're struggling with. and. Sometimes maybe God is blessing a person you're envious of in one area because they're deficient in another area. Maybe they've experienced loss in an area that you do not know about. Maybe simply have you ever thought that the purpose person that you're so jealous and envious of, maybe they have a story and a set of circumstances that you yourself, had you been through it, you would not have survived. I often talk about the man of Gadara, many of us call him Legion, but actually Legion was the amount of demons that was in him. 
Jesus went to see him. And when Jesus went to see him, the demon said, we are legion and we call ourselves legion for we are many. And then those demons that were inside of this man of Gadara, Jesus cast them out and they go into a flock of swine. And the swine immediately barrel down the hill and commit suicide. They kill each other, kill themselves and drown in the water. From that, I've always garnered this thought. Some people are dealing with something that if someone else was dealing with it, it'd kill them. And maybe you are that person, or maybe consider this, the person you're envious of is that person. Maybe they're dealing with something that if you were dealing with it, it'd kill you. It'd drive you outside your mind. Be careful what you pray for. While you're praying for someone else's blessing or coveting someone else's talents or gifts or what they have or what they may possess, you never know what it took for them to get to that place. You never know their story. You don't know their trials and circumstances that they've been through to get to where you are, get to where they are. So often, it's as it is best in the human condition, instead of being envious, instead of being jealous, we ought to pray for those. The Bible says even pray for those who who hate you and for those who despitefully use you because you never know what they're dealing with. You never know what they're going through. And I always say treat everybody well, even those who treat you poorly, because maybe it's something that's working on the inside of them. And when they get through that thing, you and them may be best friends if you have not already burned that bridge. Be careful because you never know what spirits you may be entertaining. You never know when God may be allowing you to be tempted by even an angel, testing your patience, testing your will, testing just simply how you treat other people. You never know. You can never imagine how devastating an impact you might have on someone you just, that you just don't need. The impact that you might have by treating someone ill or evil because you don't like them or you don't like their personality. You don't know what they're dealing with. You don't know what they've been through. You don't know their story. And you and them may be more compatible than you ever know if you simply just for a moment, instead of talking bad about them, instead of gossiping about them behind their back, why don't you take a beat, take a moment, and as the Bible and Jesus himself instructs us, what if you just prayed for them? Well, we're, in, we're still in a brand new year. And uh, in the new year, we have resolutions. And surely there are th certain things that new things that we try. I challenge you to try that. Why don't you challenge yourself instead of talking about someone, instead of gossiping about them, instead of running them down, being jealous or envious of them? Why don't you just try what our Savior told us to do in the first place? Why don't you just try praying for them? Because you never know what they're going through. I remember it was a few years ago, a co-worker, co-worker of mine, and this co-worker always had a smile, was always smiling, was always upbeat, always seemed to bring sunshine in every day. And sometimes some people may say that this was a co-worker who was too happy or too giddy all the time. And, one day, uh, as often happens with me, I think God, God just touches people's heart when they feel they need to unburden it. And it's happened to me several times. This person shared with me something personal that they were going through. And it was a it was really a life threatening situation that they were dealing with with their health. 
It was a prolonged situation that it caused them a lot of hurt, some embarrassment. But you never would have known it by looking at their smile, by looking at their behavior, by looking at their attitude. You never, you truly never know what someone is going through. So instead of talking about them, instead of gossiping about them, I challenge you this year to just pray for them. Well, a few years ago, the bracelet said, what would Jesus do? Well, Jesus has told you what he'd do. Pray for them who hurt for you, hurt you and who despitefully use you. And Jesus didn't just tell us that. He exemplified that even while on the cross. While they've whipped him on his back and driven nails in his hands and his feet, pierced him in his side. The people were talking about him and spitting on him and, th- and thrusting a spear in his side. Even in the midst of his greatest suffering, the greatest suffering that humanity has known, while he's suffering, he utters these words from the cross, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Jesus was simply demonstrating to us the same principle that he had already spoken. Pray for them who despitefully use you. Love them that hate you. I challenge you to do that this year. And why should I do this? Well, there's a few reasons that you should do it. And this is something I one that one of these I actually heard a, a few days ago on a television show. They say when you're jealous or envious of someone, when you when you're envious of someone else or you're jealous or or you hate someone else, you become a side piece, if you will. You become a co-star in someone else's story. And I think something that, I, that is important for each of us to know that we ought to be the stars of our own story. We are the main character in the narrative that Jesus Christ has written for each and every one of us. He has a purpose that is designed just for us. And we're the main character in fulfilling that purpose. But when you're envious and when you're jealous of someone else, you become the side piece. You become the co-star in someone else's story. And to reclaim your own purpose, it's time to let go of the envy. It's time to let go of the jealousy. It's time to let go of the hate. Stand up and become the main character in your own story. And stop trying to co-star in someone else's. Because God has a script, a plan, a purpose that was designed specifically for you. And you release, you relinquish that role. You relinquish that power. You relinquish that authority when you allow hate, envy, and jealousy to grip your heart. One thing that I've often said is that when you plot against other people, and one of, well, two things. One, when you plot against other people, you're not working on yourself. And I'll testify for myself, working on myself is a full-time job. I don't have time to work on other people because just keeping myself in line is a full-time job. But anytime that you're trying to work on someone else or be envious of someone else or hate or be evil towards someone else, you're spending time that you should be spending on yourself on someone else. And I say you always ought to spend your money. You ought to spend your time even more carefully than you spend your money because your money can be replenished, but your time cannot. Once you lose time, it's gone. If you lose money, you can get that back. But be careful. Be judicious in how you spend your time. I'm telling you simply that envy and jealousy and hate is just a waste of your time. 
that is time that you should be spending on yourself. I've often said this too, relative to that, if you understand that concept, that time is like money or even more precious than money. Is it when you spend time being hateful and envious and jealous of someone else, you're spending your money on someone you don't like to buy them something that you don't want with money you should be spending on yourself. I'll say that again. If you understand the concept that your time should be spent even more carefully than your money, when you hate on someone else, when you're envious of someone else, or when you're jealous of someone else, you're taking time or money that you could be spending on yourself to buy somebody you don't like something that they don't want. Your time is simply too precious to waste it being envious and jealous and hateful of someone else. Take that, reclaim your time. I think that's a meme now from one of the congressmen. Redeeming my time, reclaiming my time. I'm redeeming my time right now by not spending any of my energy or my time being envious, jealous, or hateful towards someone else. And the time or money that I would be spending in their direction let me redeem that for myself. Let me use that to work on my own purpose, to work on my own destiny, to do the things that God has designed for me to do. Because it's difficult to carefully fulfill my assignment while my eyes are looking in another direction. It's difficult to go forward if my eyes are turned in the rear, wondering about the hurts of my past, trying to get back at everyone, whoever did me wrong, being jealous of somebody else, can't build my own profile on social media because I'm too busy being nosy and jealous of someone else's profile. I'm trying to see what they're doing and I can't build on what I'm trying to do. Just think about that on social media. You can't build your page while you're going through stalking someone else's page, hating and being envious of them. You ought to spend that time on yourself, not just virtually, but in life, in relationships, on your job relative to even building your spirit and yourself in Christ. That time that you should be spending in the word, you're spending on the phone gossiping about other people. That time that you should be spending building your own brand, researching how you can build your business. You're worried about somebody else's business. You're looking at what they're doing and finding reasons to be hateful and envious of them, trying to find ways to pull them down. I was watching the other day. It was an interesting video, and I'll have to think of the. I'll have to share it again when I think of the actual name of the video. But they were talking about uh, these monkeys who were who were conditioned not to climb up the ladder and get the bananas. There was a ladder that had a, a full bunch of bananas at the top, but they had been conditioned that if they tried to climb up, that another monkey would knock them down or pull them down. At some point, the monkeys were replaced and old ones were, were swapped out and new ones were swapped in. But because the old ones had that same mentality that they had learned from previous uh, turns and opportunities, they immediately began to beat down the new monkeys who, who were trying to climb to the top to get the bunch of bananas. But at some point, no matter how many times you replaced them, that behavior remained. And they learned, it was a learned behavior, basically, to keep each other down. I think over centuries of time as human beings, sometimes we've learned that same lesson. We've gotten in our minds that if only one person 
can succeed. So if only one person can succeed, then I have to pull them down in order to improve my opportunity for success. I know it was often taught even on the plantation. Some even contribute that to the slave mentality that only one slave could have the benefits and the privileges of living in the house. So if they were in the house, then the only way for you to get in the house is to pull them down or or to replace them or to try and talk about them or find a way to get them removed from their position. And many of us have maintained or retained that mentality that someone else's success means your failure. And we have to get past that because that is simply a mindset that the devil loves. He doesn't even have to work against you. He has us working against each other, tearing each other down. And sometimes we don't actively tear others down, but let me tell you something that many of us do even when we're not active in tearing others down. We take joy in seeing people fall. And I don't know why that is so integral to the human experience, and particularly in America, where it's almost like we celebrate people falling. We celebrate tearing people down. And of course, social media gives us an opportunity to do that anonymously. We can talk about people with fake profiles and we can repost uh, people's failures and talk about how they failed. And we can make comments and, and tear them down and publish it and repost it to other people. We are actively participating just like the monkeys that tore, that pulled each other down not to get up the ladder. It's like we do that, maybe not actively with our hands, but maybe we do it with our thumbs, with our fingers, with our posts, with what we share. Be careful what you share. Be careful what you say on social media, because you may be contributing to a mentality of jealousy and envy. And when you do that, that gets into your heart, that gets into your attitude. And it is detrimental to your destiny. It causes you to lose sight of your purpose. And every second and every character that you spend tearing somebody else down is you spending your time or wasting your time. And remember, you're doing what I said earlier. You're spending money or time that you could have spent on yourself to get somebody you don't like something that they don't want. Be careful with how you use your energy. Be careful with how you use your time. And make sure in everything that you're building other people up. Let's celebrate other people's success. Instead of talking bad about them, let's celebrate other success. And maybe, maybe God is waiting on you to show an appreciation and celebration of others before you experience your own success. Because maybe think, think of it this way. What if other people, what if the way you treat other people when they succeed is how other people treated you when you succeed? Or maybe you haven't even gotten to success yet, or you don't feel that you've reached that level of success that you desire, or even maybe God has promised you. I want you to think of yourself. What if the way, what if the way I celebrate other people is the way I will be celebrated when I succeed, when I reach the next level that God has for me? Be a good example of lifting up, encouraging, and celebrating others. Be a good example of ridding your heart and your mind of envy and strife and hatred. Don't allow yourself to become a co-star in somebody else's story. Why don't you embrace the world and others with love? Love envieth not. 
love is not proud. Love, love vaunteth not itself. And there is nothing greater, no greater expression of Jesus Christ himself than to show love for someone else. Why? Because the Bible says it simply, for God, he is love. May I pray with you? Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for these few moments we had to encourage others with your words. Allow your words to permeate our heart. Help us to love more than we can even see in ourselves loving. Lord, help remove envy and jealousy and hatred from our heart. Help us to use our time wisely so that we can build and not tear down. So that we can lift others up and have the strength, the power, and yes, Lord, the time to work on the purpose that you have designed for each and every one of us. Lord, we pray all these things in thy son Jesus' name. Amen. And God bless you. I pray that the word that you heard on tonight was an encouragement to you. I pray that it has strengthened you. And I pray that even on tomorrow, again, we're still relatively early in this new year. Challenge yourself to do something different. Challenge yourself to show love for someone else. Challenge yourself to rid yourself of envy and hate. And instead of talking about them, that person that is even doing you wrong, I challenge you. Why don't you pray for it next time? And remember, don't waste your time on envy, hate, and jealousy. Because that's time or money that you can be spending on yourself. And may you be wealthy and rich with the time that you've saved by instead of showing hate and envy, but rather showing love to one another. God bless you until I shall see you again. I hope and pray that each of you were touched and inspired by our service today. If you wish to partner with us, you can do so by Give a Fun. Download the app on Apple Store or Google Play and search for Bright Temple. If you wish to partner with us on Cash App, just look for Bright Temple in the two line. And in the four line, tell us the purpose of your gift. If you would rather mail your gift, you can mail us at Bright Temple. Post Office Box 453, Shelbyville, Tennessee, 37162. Thanks in advance for your generosity, and we pray God's blessings on you and your gift.